One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome along, everyone. The live lounge is here. As you can see, Dan is here and Gob, we've brought him in all the way from Turkey where he's having a little bit of work done. I'm looking forward to getting his recommendations. I'm looking at the market for hair. I'm only joking. We've brought his boy band member back instead. He's got the cap on. Hey! Welcome along, everyone. How are we all doing? We all good. Uh, and having said that, he's in the chat room as well. Um, um, yeah, all good. How is everyone on this fine? It's nice to be joined by Dan, because Dan's normally my replacements while the joke's on me. So it's nice to be... Uh, it's nice to be telling the joke instead of being the uh, the brunt of it. Yeah, it's, quite, it's quite nice to see. You. I feel like it's been a long. I've spent that much time <laughs> filling in for you. I don't think you and I have been actually on together for quite a long time now, have we? No, we haven't. You've you've been my backup, mate. You've done a great job. <laughs> this is what happens when people miss nights. And look, I'm sure you boys will have your fun in a couple of weeks when I'm in the air going to New York and I'm not here and you lot are doing the show. I'm sure I'll be the um. Yeah, I'll be heartbroken, I'll be heartbroken for you on the way. Through. <laughs> yeah, such, such, a, such a hard, hard life he's got, hasn't he, Dan? That's what it is. I'm taking my cap off now. I can't sit like this for two hours. <laughs> All right, look, chat room is in nice and early. Let's come and say, oh, uh, Wiki Dartscast is in. How are we doing? How are we doing, Bob? Um, look, a couple of ones I've missed out. We'll come on to them when we talk about the point. Um, Tommy, how are we doing? Oh, we've been doing that all year, Morgan. Don't worry about that. We are shit. Um, James is in. Matthew. God, what a debate that'd be. Um, Paddy, how are we doing? Gob is in. How's the wife's favourite? Dan, look, there you are. Yeah, everyone's everyone's wife's favourite but mine. 
<laughs> nej, nej, kom. Cheers today, buddy. Thank you very much. Uh, I've missed one out. Where was it? Oh, there we are. Michael said, greetings from the Big Apple. International. Um, so, busy show as always. Plenty to be going on with. Connor is going to be joining us around 8.30 for a good old chinwag about how he's gone and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm loving the segment now of the, the desk. Last week was one of my favourites. And I know, we say, I know we say this most weeks. We come off and we do, oh, that was great that we had X1. Or, but last yeah. week, it was just very, very insightful to probably say another side of darts that we don't always get to, to speak about or see and at a perfect timing. So we're looking forward to this week as well. Yeah, and, and, and Gob says, right, he's just he's popping off, just coming to say hi. More to the fact, due to his Instagram picture, she said, oi, put your phone down. We're having some time together. It's my birthday. Oh, yeah, he, he's definitely just popped to the toilet or he's popped somewhere. Yeah. No <laughs> he's he's, he's 100% watching from a public lavatory at the minute. Super. Right, plenty to be going on with. Uh, Premier League is reaching its conclusion. Plenty of talking points from that. Some interesting interviews. Uh, plenty of talking points from the Euro Tour. Um, a big debate. Um, and it was something that that Wayne Mardle said on, on Twitter, which got me thinking about the, is the pro tour irrelevant? And we'll, we'll come on to that later on in, in the show. And I kind of see where he's coming from because it feels like it at the moment. Um, but we will rewind. We'll go back to Leeds. Um, chat room, first of all, first impressions of the night in Leeds before we look at the action. Shall we spend two hours talking about the Premier League now? Dobbin on. We can just double out. We can double back and look at every night. Leeds <laughs> is cool, man. Like, Leeds is one of my favourite. I'd say I'm pretty lucky. I've, I've dragged myself around quite a few of the different arenas that Premier League, Premier League nights are in. And Leeds is one of my favourites. It's just, it's such an odd shape. It's like that semicircle sort of amphitheatre, almost like sort of. Greek theatre, it's, it's 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 dead cool. I think it makes for such a cool environment when you walk out. It's so high, um, just very different to a lot of the others. I think it's dead cool. Yeah. Um, look, the last two weeks when we've been in big venues, there has been one major issue, and that is the draft. But the last two weeks, it has been bad. I was, I was going to go go in then, but. It's not been great, and it is in the bigger of bigger venues we go to. This is becoming an issue, boys. We're seeing players winning and still moaning about it, and still uh, complaining. Yeah, because he's having it, it. It seems to be having an impact on performance as well. So, and you can see that the frustrations on the players. Um, we talked about last week with with Price sort of moaning final time and. It's one of those, it's the same for both players. Yes, it's not right, and I agree with you, Phil, in regards to it's not good that it happens, especially at these larger venues. However, sport, the sport of darts now is they're not that big that it does need those venues, especially for the Premier League nights. They just need to look at making sure that it's the right thing for the players so the players are playing under the best conditions so we can see the, the best performances. 
find it um I, I find it staggering that it's a that it's an issue um just because of the like the PDC and I like someone like I one of the things I do for my real job is I, is I look after lots of like big and complicated buildings and 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 then we have to meet and, and I just think the PDC do an incredible job in terms of setting up and rigging things and, and the setup is unbelievable I just can't believe it hasn't been figured out like there's got to be there's got to be ways whether it's air curtains at the side of the stage and stop the draft getting passed off so like there's, there's a number of different things that you can that, that uh, it blows my mind that it's not being solved I just think it's dead simple. But it needs to also is to also think on the certain aspects that will be tested before each event. Obviously, with the computation and the reading and all that sort of done, there's testing that would take place. But something like this, would they test that? Would would oh, there sorry. be any sort of test that would be able to see that? Because from a normal, non-professional darts player, you probably wouldn't notice the difference. Does you tend to use playing in a pub and whatever, you won't really see. It. But playing on a stage, it has that different feel to it. So, listening to the guys that were talking about it, you can't test for it in when you're rigging up because it's, this was in Leeds. Um, the issue was, Dan, you'll know, as you come in the front doors at the first director's arena, all those doors are open to get people in. Yeah. And I'm guessing that they have to be open as well for fire regs and stuff like that to get people out as well. So, yeah. it, the, the, the draft's going in. And then it's scuttling around the corridors where they're round. And it's almost creating a vortex and staying in and just swirling. Yeah, and what I can't work out is... And, and again, I, I, it, it sort of, if, if, if you know what's causing it... Like, for me... So you get these... like It's called an air curtain. If you, if you ever walk through a set of automatic doors in a massive building like a hospital or something, you'll, there's like these sort of air curtains that's like, like big fans that sit in a strip above the door. And what it does is it essentially works to stop all the cold getting in the building. But if you put, if you had air curtains either side of the stage, they're just blue, like just fans that blew air vertically towards the ground. It yeah. just it prevents things circling and, and going past. So it would literally be like strips either side of the stage firing air towards the floor. And yeah, it would yeah. act like an air curtain. It would stop the draft. I, I just think it's dead simple. and I can't understand why no one's solved it yet. Yeah, well, we saw, we saw the tweet that was then deleted from from Johnny, and uh, his point was right, that they're playing for a lot of money here. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's just basic for me to, like, to not be put right. I just think it needs solving. Yeah. Um, yeah, two weeks in a row, and, it, and it's happened, and we're, we're in another big arena this week in Manchester, so it'll be interesting to see if it's a problem again at the MEN. My least favourite venue at the MEN on the tour. Is it? No, I because it's the most unprepared, mate. I've never been anywhere that gets surprised when, you know, like you go to the bar and you ask for a beer and it's as if they didn't expect anyone at Darts to want a beer because they've <laughs> run out and they never bought any carriers in or anything like that. It's just a shamble. It's not, it's nothing wrong with the venue. It's just the organisations every year has been dreadful. That's why I've dipped out of Manchester this year. It, it would only be fans because we all know that sports people don't drink. Oh, ask, course, the, yeah. ask, ask the BBC today. Uh, I asked it. Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but, right. Here we go. Got a little bit posh. A second screen up. Mainly because I didn't have time to edit anything. Um, but here we have the results from Leeds. Um, and first up, if you're Chris Dober, you're scratching your head because you have played better 
that a lot of players in this Premier League so far, yet you don't have the points tally that others do. Is that a fair assessment, would you say, for, for Dobes? Yeah, I think it I think it sums it up fairly well. That we spoke about last week. Was it Mensor as well? Who ten who was a player who played very well yeah, for it? Well in his second yeah. sort of stint at a Dolby just seems to be falling that way. Whoever he comes up and then seems to be able to find find a game. Um, but one thing it's highlighted is the, the, obviously the conversation around the players who were in here and Dolby that in for to winning the Masters and his performances generally have showed it was a good pick. It's just that results haven't followed that up and unfortunately he's probably now out the race. Well, he has to do something ridiculous and need to put himself in there. Um so it, it it has been that's that's a story of Dolby's Premier League, the fantastic start. But if you'd have asked him after week one to only be what double his points tally in 10, 11 weeks from week one, it's not a great return for someone who's playing so well. Yeah, agreed. Um then Michael against Peter, it was a scrappy game. Um again, Michael didn't play particularly well, and you feel that ever since that night in Dublin when he told us he was already in the in the playoffs, he's, he's lost a little bit of motivation for the Premier League. And that's kind of showing because Peter didn't have to play amazing to beat him. No, he's, he, I think he's there. He's, he's sort of got one foot in the final. Well, we, we know he's got one foot in the final MVG. And it's just how motivated he, he sort of... He can get himself because let's be honest, like Michael Van Gerwen likes doesn't like to lose darts matches ever against anyone, especially not on the telly in a big arena. Um, but I do agree he's probably got just you know something in the back of his mind that knows he's there. It's not particularly important. He's not fighting and scrapping for anything. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he'd be heartbroken if he doesn't win the league. It's not about coming top. It's about winning the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then Joe and Price, sensational. Um, again, 6-2 win over Johnny Clayton. And then Nathan Aspinall, 6-4 over Dimitri Vandenberg. No doubt we'll, we'll touch on Nathan later on when we talk about the Euro Tour as well. Uh, semi-finals, uh, Michael Smith beating a very much out of sorts. Peter Wright, 17-point um, drop in his average from game one to game two. Now, that's more the worrying thing. That is an almighty drop-off between games. Five, six points, okay, maybe. But but 17 is incredible. Yeah. It, we talked about this sometimes from sort of day-to-day on the Euro Tour. Someone playing so well on the Friday, then despite on the Saturday. The worrying thing there is this is the same note. So, what, about an hour between game, it's game one and game two? And it's just that preparation just hasn't got it right at all. It's a huge concern. Um, but I guess we're saying that generally about Peter Wright at the moment. There's still a lot of question marks about where his game is and that was shown on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah I think he just regressed a few weeks because you know the, the way the game that we saw from him in that in that semi-final wasn't wasn't a million miles away from what we almost become used to seeing from him. Uh, in, in, in quite a few of the weeks leading up to it. So I just think it was a bit of a regression, to, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Garen Price beating Nathan Aspinall. Again, a bit of a strange game, but it was uh, Price who came through. 
And then in the final, Michael Smith, a 6-4 winner over Gerwin Price. Both of them over the ton marker. Michael Smith on the night made it look effortless, boys. It's just... It was, he took the lead early on and it... There's only a few players in the world who can have runs of leads and they're just completely unplayable and you feel like it's day one. And you should never think that against anyone with a form that Derwin Price is in, but I thought he was just outstanding in his final. And to be honest, Phil, I was probably surprised that it was only a one four. It felt like it was better than that. I thought he was that good. Um, so... Very, very concerning now because I think we we spoke we've spoken about this being a two horse race for the Premier League and Bully Boyton keep that sort of form for a few weeks. He's going to be dangerous because for me, I think he's he's in. Obviously, he needs a few more points positions he's, but I think it's going to be a straight stop now between Asp and Clayton. Yeah, right. Before I play the clip, I clocked it straight away in the semi final. Did it come across to you guys watching on TV how frosty that handshake between Smith and Wright was? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I thought so. Did you, Dan? Uh, being really honest, I was watching Newcastle be amazing. And... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I clocked it straight away. And I was like, oh, because I didn't see anything during the game. Normally, you see something during the game yeah. which sparks that kind of... yeah ending but but there wasn't and we'll, we'll play the clip from smith and then we'll have a chat it's about falling into a trap did something happen between you and Pierre? it seemed a bit of a frosty handshake between the pair of yeah, you as well it, it was a bit weird that one even asked when i come back upstairs why he just slapped me hand i didn't do nothing didn't open my mouth didn't say nothing after the first game he was moaning about the wind and maybe again the second one he was snatching a lot and i was watching him throw he didn't look like peter white maybe he was annoyed with himself but he took it out on me so that's his problem, I guess. I just had to get on with my own job, and I, I think I did it well. No, no, no. It's nice. It's nice. I, I do enjoy winning and enjoy doing what I've been doing after the Worlds and at Bahrain, especially. I've been, I've been poor. That by my own standards, I've been poor. I got lucky the other week in Germany. I was still poor playing that, but I got lucky. And tonight, I think I played well tonight. I think it's coming back. That little break in Vegas has helped. I've got to relax, chill out. I finally got to celebrate winning the Worlds and being world number one. And yeah, it, it does feel good. I feel like I'm in a decent place again now. I feel like, uh, what's that, October last year, leading up to the Grand Slam, I feel good now. It was, a, it was an interesting one. Look, one, obviously, he's great that he's now settling again. And I think it was important that he had the opportunity to celebrate being world champion. Yes, look, he kept the Daily Star busy for a few days with ridiculous <laughs> headlines and stuff like that. But, but but for himself, he got the chance to celebrate it, which he hadn't had yet. And I think that's important. Yeah, we've seen in recent years with the COVID stuff and the, and the, and, you know, Players not being able to sort of enjoy the 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 trophies they've won, uh, you know, to be going to be going and showing them off and 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 sort of using them to be a representative of the sport and going out and doing stuff and being seen places. And it is quite nice that the you know the regardless of whether people think they do or not, the world champion of any sport carries a bit of a responsibility with it in that you are you you do by proxy become the face of the sport for that year um and it is nice that you know that the, the world champion can go and, and 
go places and shake hands with people and be photographed. And yeah, it's a bit silly that they, they um, you know, the Daily Star put bits and bods of strange things in. But for me, I just think, well, that shows darts moving places because it's getting mentioned in the mainstream media. So it's, it's, it's sort of more progression in a way, isn't it? Yeah, but there, there is that way of looking at it. But yeah, but the actual incident itself was was, was strange because as Michael said, he didn't know why and he didn't get an explanation afterwards either. Yeah, just... I, I was trying to think back when it happened. Is there of any sort of previous history between the two and nothing really comes to light? Um, no. So that I... Does normally, if it's not someone that you've seen in game, it can just be that someone that's followed on from previous games or something you've seen, but literally no idea. And the fact that Michael doesn't know either probably made it more clear as to why we don't understand as well, because it seems like it's just an issue that Peter had and no one else is aware of that issue. Yeah. Um, without seeing it, it sounds a bit petulant, to be honest, like without having yeah. seen it. Um, so from there, we have the table. Top two, done and dusted. Do we think, <clears throat> are we adding Smith to that done and dusted list yet? Uh, so my comment earlier was, I'm not adding him to the list yet. I just think he will. Just the, the way he's performing. I think it will end up going down to a race between Aspen and Clayton. But 23 points isn't enough. Especially with the amount of weight we've got left. Um, just looking at Clayton's names, you know, Peter Wright this week. Dimitri next week. There's opportunities for Johnny to, to deign, you would think, a couple of points in those. And then, you know, potentially then go on and progress even further with those weights. So, I think Smith will make it, but I don't think he's done enough just yet. Okay. We'll sorry, on. just one more point on that. The key thing as well for me is making sure he's in that third position for the final week. Well, I, I just think it's looking at, I mean, I know we haven't gone through next week's fixtures yet, but he's, he's Smith's playing Nathan, so as long as he wins his opening game for me, that's him in. He's done. Well, I, I was about to say, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to Manchester later on, but the fact that they play each other opening round... And the struggles Nathan's having at the moment and the form Michael Smith's in, if Michael Smith wins that, are we, are we ticking him off if he beats Aspinall this week? For me, I, I am, yeah. If he beats Aspinall, um, I just, with the games that are left and the fixtures that are there, like Nathan plays, like again, looking ahead, but Nathan plays Gezi Price in the, in the, last, in the last week. Um, not the man you want to play when you really need to, when you have to win the night at the minute. Um, so I just think if Smith beats Aspinall, then he's definitely got, he's, he's, he's certainly not going to slip out the top four. Yeah, I I agree, Dan. I think if Smith wins, if, if he beats Asp, he's certainly then odds on favourite to be in third position for the final week. And that will confirm it unless... Dimitri doesn't wins back to back weeks before going into Aberdeen. So, um, a Smith win will be enough. No, but that's the only way that that can physically happen. Just, not, putting in a, just putting it in a sentence. I'm not saying it will happen. He's going to win one. Does the all going to win one? Remember, he's not going to win back to back. Right now, who would you rather be, Nathan Aspinall or Johnny Clayton? With three regular nights to go, 
Uh, easy one. Johnny Clayton, the fixtures. Yeah, Johnny Clayton's got far. You know, playing playing Peter then Dimmy, and obviously we don't. The, the last one all depends, doesn't it? But knowing that he's got Peter then Dimmy the next two weeks, and let's be honest, I just think if you were going to pick anyone you know, out of that league, if if you said to any player you can play whoever you want for your next two who you're having, I think they'd say Peter and Dimmy. Yeah, it's also the fact that Nathan is fighting with himself at the moment, as well. It's. You can look even further to, to Dan's point of who you'd want to play. If Johnny gets past Peter Wright on Thursday, he's then not the winner of Dolby and Dimmy, who are also in the bottom half, who are probably at the race for playoffs. So it's not just the possibility of winning a, a semi final spot. He's probably favourite to that one and get to the final on Thursday. So huge question marks for Asp how he's playing at the moment and the draw he's got. I agree. That night in Aberdeen could be interesting because it could be Aspinall versus Clayton in that quarterfinal, which would be kind of reminiscent of Cullen against Wright in Newcastle mm, last yeah. year. Yeah, it is a bit. It's, it's nice of them to put that on second name, so we, the Premier League's all sorted by 8 o'clock in <laughs> Aberdeen. That's, that's the issue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, looking at it, look, there has been a distinct lack of motivation. Forget again, chat room. Let me know what you think as well. Forget whether this format is here to stay, but should there have been a bonus for topping the table to still giving them something to fight for and making top spot mean something? Hundred percent. Does I? I don't actually think on the end of nineteen sixteen it would mean mean anything to Price or Van Derwin. I think if it was someone who's not been in that sort of position, I know Price hasn't, his Premier League form has suggested he's not been top in the lead, but for other players, it might mean something if they were currently there, but you've got to have a, you've got to have a bonus for winning the league. It's a very, very long format. 16 weeks. 16 weeks. And then the person who finishes potentially, what, 10 points is it at the moment? 11 points, sorry. That could be someone 15, maybe 20 points behind Topper then goes on and lifts the 250k but you don't get a benefit from finishing top of the league it's very strange I don't know what it would be I don't know how much it would be or what it would be but there's got to be some benefit well it used to be 25 grand for topping the table in the old system it it was 25 grand for topping the table yeah it, it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense it, like the the payouts this year, and like obviously there is a you know the the weekly winner bonus and everything else, and and, and it's quite nice. There it's a million pounds, isn't it? It's the million pound roadshow because you know the, the, that's what the totals add up to. But I, I I almost think it's a bit. I get really confused by the lack of a, a prize for winning the league. What genuinely bamboozles me, and I, and I think well that's a like it's a bit weird, is. You get seventy. You get seventy-five grand for finishing fifth. If you're finishing the top four, run like semi-finalists, you've got eighty-five grand. I, for me, like you don't get enough to get. You know, like if you get to the last four, you make that finals night. Like I just think, well, if you finish fifth, you're ten grand short. Like, that's all right, isn't it? 
You haven't really lost. You know, it's not. There's not a huge. Like, yes, you've got the chance of winning by being there on finals night. You know, you've got that opportunity. But I, I just think it's really. I think the the prize funds really strange in the way it's distributed. I think. Um, Joel makes a good point. I, I don't understand the, why they do the points as they do. The, you win a quarterfinal, why is it not just one point? You win your semi-final, it's not two, and then then. Yeah, you know, I, I don't understand the two, three, five split. I never, I never did from the, from the uh, off. They, they changed it. It never used to be that many. I know, I know it was nightly wins, and it was only, it was just two points, wasn't it, and one for the draw. I don't understand why you'd then the two, three, five. Uh, yeah, that that's why they they scrapped the winners bonus was because of the nightly bonus for winning. But this is going to sound daft because. £10,000 is an awful lot of money. But the way the sport is now, the big players can earn more than that in a weekend doing exhibitions. They, yeah. they can, but for me, to get that, you know, I'm not... We're talking about the PDC and they more money by saying it should be a overall. For me, drop that to eight grand for the winner and then two grand from 16 weeks is 32 grand. 32 grand is the winning amount for whoever tops the league. You're not you're not putting any more in. You're not tossing the PDC any more money. Like, I agree with you. 10 grand is in a huge amount of money for these players who can go and earn it. So if you dropped it to eight, but you put that um, lead winner bonus yeah. at the end of the season, it wouldn't cost them any more money and £32,000 for me to good value for someone who's done and being consistent over 16 weeks. And I think we'd also have seen, yeah, yeah, I think we'd have also seen a different Michael Van Der Hoen if that was in. I'm not saying that Price wouldn't be top now, but for MVG, you you mentioned it, he knew when he was in the um, last four. If that motivation's there to win £30,000 or £20,000, whatever they decided to do as, I think we may have seen a different Michael. Do you think there's an element of him that if it was 30 quid, he'd still play for it? It's just the fact that, because there isn't a prize for that, it just psychologically just thinks, oh, what's the point? I'm there, I'm in, aren't I? So what's like, why push myself through the stress and strain? Just take it easy. It's not It's the, not eating double 12 on a nine data because there's no prize money or not hit part in the black for one four seven. It's that. That's it, that's it. That's it's what it is. Why do, I need, why do I need to do it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's... Um... No, uh, Joel, that's incorrect. Top of the table doesn't earn you a spot in the Premier League, mate. There's, yeah, there's nothing that guarantees you a spot in the Premier League apart from he was winning the Masters. That was a very, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that won't happen next year. Um, <laughs> back to after the World Championship, it is, and it's good timing, right? We're going to play a quick ad because our guest has arrived. So we will be back on the other side of where are we? This one here. Back on back in a sec.
And as if by magic, there he is, the one and only Mr. Connor Scott. How are we doing, buddy? Not too bad. How are you guys? All have good, you, mate. Great okay. to have you on the live lounge. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so it's been a while since we spoke. Um, first of all, how are you in terms of darting-wise? Happy with everything, the way it's going? Yeah, yeah I, I feel like I'm playing a little bit better than what I was this time last season, which is good. Um, yeah. yeah. Was there maybe a little bit of too much expectation on those shoulders? Because what you did in the Live League Stroke Super Series kind of catapulted you into Q School stardom where it was expected that you got yeah. through. And, and did you then go into your first year as a tour card holder with that extra pressure? Um, I, I don't think so. I, I think my main goal for Q School was sort of take a leaf out of uh, Suits' book and average 90-plus most of the time, and then hopefully I'll get a card. If I don't, then fine. But if I do, brilliant. But um, up the expectation thing, I wouldn't say that was a huge thing because I think my second ever Pro Tour, I made the board final, and my third one, I made the semis. So I, I took to it quite well, other than the Euro qualifiers at the start. I took to it okay. And then... As my form dipped, Lakeside happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that that didn't help, to be fair. I mean, that that was a lot of pressure. Being Bookie's favourite and stuff like that. Well, it was me and Menzies were both Bookie favourites, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, I don't think that helped and losing that the way I did. Looking back on it, do you regret going to Lakeside? being a PDC tour card holder, I know that you'd won your place there and deserved to go, but maybe in hindsight, would it have been better not to go? No. I learned an awful lot. Uh, the, what messed me up the day was my preparation. I, I didn't, I got there probably two and a half, three hours before I had to play my game. And I was, I was on in the evening as well, so I didn't have a chance to have a throw on the stage and just little things like that. Uh, waiting for family who have never come to see me live before to turn up and everything. I just wasn't well prepared at all. I was trying to juggle too many things when I should have just been focusing on the darts. From, 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 from a darts fan perspective, just winding back to obviously the result didn't go the way at Lightside. Mm. But how good was it hearing your name being called out, walking up onto the stage and knowing obviously all the famous players that have played on there and you now having the opportunity to do as so as yeah, it, it, it was amazing. I mean, I, I went to Lakeside years ago. So I used to do a Southern County Youth Tournament. So I was there when I was sort of 16, 17, just like starting to play the game. So it was nice to come back and like see the thing, like little pictures on the wall and everything. See all that and then think, oh, I'm going to be up there in a minute. That's going to be great. <laughs> but um, but no, I, it it's a bittersweet experience for me. I took, I took, a, I took a lot of good things. Well, I tried to turn the negatives from it into positive, just learning things, because it's the first time I've ever done something like that, even though I did do the UK Open that year on the main stage and whatever, first game. Played OK, so I thought, oh, TV, I'll be fine, and got up there, and it just, I was just completely thrown. <laughs> Not the first or the last to be thrown by TV cameras, mate. Don't worry about that one. No, it, it, was, it was so strange. My, pre my preparation just wasn't correct at all. I mean, if you look at me for, like... Uh, our players' championship tournaments now, I get there when doors open. I beat Mervyn King in there once. 
Wow, Christ. <laughs> But no, yeah, I'll get, I'll get there nice and early and um, make sure I, all my preparation and stuff is done properly. What was it like switching equipment as well? Because obviously that came along the same sort of time as you came onto the tour mm. and making that transition a, a, across. Was, was was that difficult as well? Yeah, that that was really difficult for me because the Whitlocks were the, what I was using before, the Live League and everything. They got me my card like a few good experiences in the live league and they were the, like the dart at the time and then i think it was a week before lakeside i snapped a point or maybe like a couple of days before and that happened to me at the live league before as well yeah. i think it was I my first time i snapped a point and had to actually borrow simon whitlock's actual darts for the evening yeah which was uh which was strange but um yeah, I snapped a point like i think it was a few days if not a week before lakeside i snapped a point on my Darts I was using, I was like, right, suppose it's an omen. I'm going to have to use the um, the ones that Mission made for me, which was a, were a great dart. I threw some lovely stuff with them, but I just wasn't ready to throw them under pressure just yet, I think. We've seen that from many players. It's knowing when to finally make that transition to a new dart. And you listen to the, the very elite. They say, look, I can throw anything, but it's <laughs> trusting your equipment under pressure. It's it's not being able to look for an excuse as well. So it's very easy to go, oh, I only got these darts last week. I've played absolutely rubbish because they're new. I wasn't used to them yet and all that sort of stuff. But it's it's learning. It's not the dart. It's it's me. I can't, I, you, can't, you can't blame something that you can hit 180s for fun with in practice, but not in a game. You can't blame it anymore, really. <laughs> what have you, what's the biggest thing you've learned for 18 months on tour? Uh, confidence, to be honest, I like trusting myself uh, a lot more than what I did, because I'm I'm one of them that thinks far too much. Like I I'm a very big tinkerer of my equipment and things, and like overthinking things a lot. So just learning when to sit down, stop practicing, have a rest for a minute, just be confident that I'll be able to like my natural ability will sort of carry me through, rather than tiring myself out on the practice board before I actually start a long day of a, a comp. That's a real interesting insight, boys, isn't it? Yeah, very much so, because a lot of people see as I, especially from an looking in, when I get to the venue, you talk, you talk there about preparation for late, so I've been like two and a half hours. A lot of people would then think, oh, they are just standing on the dartboard for two and a half hours and they're just, but it's just obviously making sure, in between games, you have your breaks and you have your little two, three minute intervals. So, it is, it's interesting to hear that how you prepare isn't just practice, 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 and it's main sure that you get that rest and preparation in a different way. Yeah, I mean, in, in the reality of darts, unless you're playing like a World Championship mm. final or something, you've only got to be good for about 15, 20 minutes. So yeah. there's there's no... It's, it's, it's like, say you're trying to get the world <laughs> record like deadlift or something. You're not going to do the world record deadlift on the day to warm up, are you? You're going to warm up but with little weights and more often to warm your muscles up. It's the same for darts, I think, if you're going to do a long day. Yeah, you're probably right. And it's probably the same for the vast majority of sports, isn't it? You know, you don't, you don't, you don't find Premier League football teams. They don't go out and do 90 minutes on the morning when they're going to do 90 minutes in the afternoon at three o'clock, do they? It's just, it's not. But I think people don't understand how taxing playing darts can be 
over a period of time, the level of focus, the strain it genuinely does have on your body physically and how tiring it is to play long-form games through a day, that I think people just think, oh, well, the way to prepare for darts is just to play darts for eight hours, isn't it? And then in the ninth hour, you'll be great by then. And it's just, it's so far from the truth, but really interesting to see it like, properly applied and how that works for you. That, 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 that's something I've only learned sort of recently because I was one of those players that get there and I practice until I had to play, which it, it just makes you tired. So you have like really bad first game or like an even worse second game. It, it's just about not burning yourself out. If you watch the big boys on like a player championship day, they don't stand there the whole time. They take rests. It's, it's almost like you're just sitting down for a minute just to recharge your batteries and then you go back up. Which it, I think it just helps you concentrate and stuff like that as well. And from from someone fairly new to the tour, being on there, what just about eighteen months now, are you someone who watches a lot of what the the top the top players do, the top pros, the ones who've been there 20, 30 years, and just try and pick from them, even if it's not asking them, by just watching them? Does you hear it in other sports, mainly like team sports, where? They'll look at what other players are doing or look at what how other teams work. Is that something that you take on or is it just head down and crack on? I, I normally look around sort of... I watch the players that I know are in form and what they're doing, which sounds strange. Like, say, if like someone won their Players' Championship the day before, I'll watch them the next day, see, oh, right, what's he doing? What's he like? How's he like preparing for stuff? Because by rights, I don't know. I've never been a professional data player before, and these guys have for years. So if I'm not asking them what they're doing, I'm watching. That's real interesting, isn't it? A real insight, taking it all in and, and everything like that. Yeah, because it, it is a dog eat dog world. You are there to to be another professional, take money from another professional, love it however yeah. you want in that sense. So to sort of, it's weird that you explain it in the way that it's. I'm trying to take money from someone who I'm learning from, how I can get the better of them, yeah. which really is what you're doing. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a, it's a game where you get paid on performance, isn't it? You don't get paid a, a wage for not doing anything, unfortunately. So if you can take little tidbits, you've got to do it. I think it's rare as well in across you know professional sports that there, is, there isn't an awful lot of, of, of other sports that have that because it is a real sort of, sort of mashup of personalities and people all thrown into a room and obviously it's it, you know it's behind closed doors there's no big fan that you know there's no there's no um stadium full of people cheering or room full of people cheering i just i think it's a really interesting dynamic um probably golf is one of the few others you know where where on those pro tour events where you can really sort of study other people almost you know, you can look for people with similar styles to you look at what they're doing look at the way that they are approaching and doing various different things uh, i think it's really it's a really interesting thing about the pro tour mm. yeah so you've got an opportunity to watch everyone like no one's like locked away in their own little room or anything like that that you can't like get to or watch you can take everything in that you can which is great it, it helps people like me that are new to things the pro tour is where you learn you, you gotta be there if you're not winning every game easily then you're there to learn mm. Just, just looking at, yeah, I feel perfect yeah. timing. I was just going to mention that question from George about your doll for this year, and also add to George's question there, Connor. Around, has that doll is that different to what it was in year one? 
no. No, my, my goal for this year is still make the players and make the Worlds. That, that was my goal for last year, was to make the players and the Worlds. And I was I got off to a really good start, and then it just sort of got further and further away. Um, but no, that, that's my goal for the year again. So hopefully I can um, do that. So I've, I've had a few decent scalps now. Like I know I can do it. It's just the consistency. On what you said there about being your goal, did it hurt watching the Worlds over Christmas then, not being there? Uh, a little bit, but as a darts fan, I didn't mind it too much. Because at the end of the day, I am I'm a darts fan. I, I enjoy watching that sort of stuff. And it, it was it was strange because I know like some of the people playing in it now, whereas before I didn't know anyone any of them personally. And when you when you do, you almost watch it a bit more passionately, which is which is good. It's good fun, really. Like when you see your mates doing well and stuff like that, it's good. You you've you've just alluded to it there, and I think. It's always interesting to know who are your closest or best mates on the tour at the moment, and who was you cheering on at the world? Um, I, I, there's, there's a few now, to be fair, cause it, uh, compared to when I first started. Matt Campbell, uh, uh, Jeff Smith, Darren Webster, um, Martin Lukeman, Richie Edhouse, George Killerton, Bunting. I practice a lot with when we're there. That is, there's quite a few, like a bit of a social chameleon sometimes, but. Um, all those people, they're people that I message, say well done to and stuff like that, and they'll say it to me, and you can stand there and have a conversation with them. So I, I class them as sort of friends on tour. Try not to forget anyone there so you don't uh, so they don't pull you out next time. Mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a WhatsApp message coming in about 10 minutes, yeah. isn't there? Oh, where's my mention? Where's that? I'm also one of the smallest people on tour. I can't go around upsetting people. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, like, uh, looking at it, do you feel that if you can get to the world and get to, to Minehead, you can keep your card? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the way the way my game's going at the minute, the like, I've got uh, 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 a new bit of equipment I'm trying at the minute, and the first time I tried it was the last lot of Pro Tours. So I think I've cracked something which is which is nice. Is that a nice it's, feeling as a player, knowing that when you actually pick something up in your hand, it works? Yeah. Yeah, it, it stops me thinking, which is brilliant. That, that That's always been my biggest thing. Where I've tinkered and tried so many different things, it's like, oh, maybe I should go back to doing that. Don't upset prize. <laughs> in, in, in terms of the calendar as well, so I was, just have, I, I was having a flick, a flick around while, while you were talking there, and then... Like, but looking at like the, the qualification for the players, obviously that's that top sixty-four going in. Like mm-hmm. at the minute, you're sat number fifty-one, which I think is is brilliant in the in terms of where the calendar is at the minute. You what you what you're looking for, I suppose, is just consistency rather than having to claw back and fight from behind. Like the yeah. fact that you have come out quite early this year and got some got some points on the board, so to speak. You know, in terms of like where you are in terms of that 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 green box on, on the on the rankings of, of looking at the worlds, like it's it's not too far away at all, is it? In in reality, it's just it you're not clawing anything. It, you sort of you're where you need to be, isn't it? It's just getting consistent. It's little and often rather than turning yeah. up somewhere going, ah, oh, I've got to win this to try and stay in. That that was what I had to do. I think it was the last players championship last year, and I went on like a really good run. I beat Peter Wright, Whitlock, Gildin. 
I lost in the quarters to Schindler and I knew full well. I said I said at the start of the day, I've got to win this today to get into any of the things I wanted to get into. And then missing the double against Schindler for the getting to the semis, I was like, <sighs> but this time it's nice to just keep I'm I'm sort of little and often I've not had a weekend where I've blanked yet, Touchwood. And that, that's the key, isn't it? I think coming out early and just getting points on the board, so to speak, uh, early in the season, just take some of that pressure off. And, and you know, fingers crossed, come that come later events in the in the uh, in the year, like you haven't got that pressure with a bit of luck. You know, you're not you're not going to have to go and win something to get where you need to be. It's just about ticking away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just chipping away little and often. It, it stops your brain from doing like I was saying the overthinking thing as well. So you haven't got to think, right, I've got to make like 12 last 16s in a row to stand a chance. Just just things like that. you just got to do little and often, little and often, little and often. Speaking of Tinker in the altar, Tinker Mayor, how are we doing, Pete? Hope you are good. <laughs> you and I was rubbish. <laughs> wasn't that bad. <laughs> to be fair, your yeah, the averages weren't that bad. <laughs> no, I think I think our average near enough a ton. <laughs> to be fair, Pete's in the obviously in the chat room. Your dart is very similar to a version he threw in Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. Uh, little. little. <laughs> Everyone's got a everyone's got a set of darts that are similar to a set that Peter Wright starts. Peter Wright owns every set of darts as possible. <laughs> of them. I, I had eighty sets not long ago, and I've I've gotten rid of a lot of them to stop myself from sort of cycling through them. I, but saw, I can imagine, I imagine I he's got a lot more. I saw a place <laughs> where you got them all up. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. just get rid of them. It stops me uh, going through them. <laughs> Are you there? Do you know what? I've just I've, I've, I was having a flick around. I quite I quite like the 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 black and gold is very it's a very nice uh, it's a very nice look at. I like them. Nine hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the black and gold the black and gold ones are very pretty. I do I do like them. Yeah, they're very, they're a very nice looking dart, aren't they? So it's a, it's a good one for you, Connor. What's the one thing about holding a tour cart, Connor, that fan that you didn't expect before? Um, not not an awful lot to be fair. Maybe going to local competitions and things, because it used to just be oh Connor's here for a local competition and stuff, and that's sort of like you you get a bit of a target on your back. Yeah. But when like because we all have bad days and stuff, and we all have really good days. Like some of beach are, they get really really happy now. Whereas before, when they beat me, it didn't really mean an awful lot. Have you have you found similar to that though? Is that people the people work? So what I found up here is sometimes. In equal measure, where you get somebody with a card who comes to play a tournament, there's sometimes people think it's amazing. There's a scalp to be had, and others just think, "Oh, it's not fair. He's got a card. He shouldn't be in this tournament." Have you found a bit of that as well? Yeah, one or two, yeah. not 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 as many, but there's a couple. Looking at the rest of the year, the Euro Tour is so key, and obviously, like you said, it's not gone your way on those Euro Tour qualifiers. There's still mm. a few to shoot for. How important is it for you to get on those final couple? The the jump in prize money after every win is so big in comparison to a lot of other things that you need to be making the Euro Tours. You really do. Like, I mean, I, I qualified for number 10 like recently and I've yeah. sort of, well, I've missed out on another nine. It's sort of, it, it's, it's, it's better late than never, but 
I wish I'd gotten into maybe like half of the ones that have already gone. Because now I'm sitting at home like for like a month, not not playing like like really competitive things. I'm just like doing like a few leagues like around my area and competitions and things. So and sitting at home watching everyone else play the Euro tours is a bit like I wish I'd qualified for that. Yeah, we recently spoke to Scott Mitchell, and obviously he lost his card in in January, and he said. Look, he only just lost it, but his biggest regret was not qualifying for a Euro Tour. He said that ultimately cost him his his place on tour. Did he never qualify for a single one? No, well, year one there was very limited ones, but and then in year two he didn't qualify for one. That's surprising because Scott is so good. Yeah, he's absolutely quality. Yeah. Um, what's Peter saying? I I get that argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I don't understand how someone can qualify for it and be guaranteed their prize money on the order of merit. But if you're higher up in the world, it, you don't get it on the order of merit. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So looking at it, obviously, your live league and Super Series experience, when you look back, how much, how much did that help and how much did that get you ready for what the last 18 months has been like? Massively, because a lot—it's playing the standard of player that you don't—you don't have the the benefit of playing those people in local things, but they get brought all from around the country, the best players in the country and stuff that don't have cards, are all at live league. And it, it's it's some of the best practice you can get. Like you play what, what was it five, five games a day? Five, yeah. Against a good standard of opponent, it, it's. It's inv- it was invaluable practice for me. So I, I had never like played an opponent of that standard like day in day out. Because even on the challenge tour, you get the, you, your one or two like okay draws, and then you get a big boy. But like the live league days, it's big boy after big boy after big boy. Sort of it's it's almost a baptism of fire. It's but it's good. Yeah, absolutely. You've mentioned you've mentioned a few times tonight and previously how big of a, a darts fan you are as well like loving the world championships even not in you just now as you are a professional what what are your thoughts on the current amateur game obviously to, since you've been a pro we've had the adc and i'm mad mm. said this before but we've had the adc now roll out we've got the wdf and obviously all the stuff with the live lead what's your thoughts on where the amateur game is right now as a as a fan I'd say that the amateur game is roughly where it is, but the semi-professional, the semi-professional game, is a lot bigger. It, it like does that does that make sense? Like the amateur game, I'd say is like your grassroots publics. That there's there's not that anymore. That they're they're few and far between these days. But the motor series and stuff like that, your semi-professional dart players, which I class because they're going away a lot of weekends and a lot of days during the week, so you you'd say they're semi-professional. But that side of the game to like breed the next sort of round of professionals, if you like, is so much better than what it, what it ever has been. I think. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, it's good. I don't know if you saw that. Peter said, "Mate, there you go. Baby steps first. Mini targets. Big dreams come later." Yeah, mate, you're yeah. right. Thanks a lot, Peter. Get, getting some advice from from Peter there as well. Um, also, Connor has got a prize for us as well to give away. Which is I do. I do. Give me two seconds. I'll grab it. Yeah, he messaged me beforehand. 
Again, last couple, last chance to get your questions in for Connor before we let him go. The the only downfall for these competitions is T's and C's normally state that online data members can't win them. So I'm not happy with whatever he's going to show now because I can't win it. <laughs> <laughs> right, if that's the case, I'm out. So, you're you know, out, Glenn, sorry, I'm you're out. Family members not included any prizes. Yeah, so. So, so, so I've got a really nice pair of socks. Hey, <laughs> no. Christmas socks. There they I've are. Got, um, my mission darts. Obviously, I'll them or whatever. Oof. What a prize. Um, yeah. I will sort out with Connor and we will get them on social media to give them away for Connor coming on. Uh, one from George. How did the nickname come about? Oh, that was my manager, Brian who Peter knows very well, funny enough. Um, but yeah, he gave me the nickname at a challenge tour years ago. So I had a few like very good finishes, like all in a row. I think it was like a 115, a 155 and a 145. Like some really like clutch finishes. And he said, you're like a sniper. Like you just, you just don't miss your shots. I was like, hmm, that's just not bad. So he started calling me sniper and it just sort of stuck. And Darren oh, Webster didn't have it anymore, which was a bonus. Yeah, I like that. He's the um, little demolition man, bless him. <laughs> um, Connor, massive thanks for coming on, mate, and making your live lounge daily, mate. Massively appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. I've really enjoyed it. It's nice talking to people about darts, really. People that are actually like fans as well. Absolutely. Good luck for the rest of the year, mate. Thank you. Absolutely. Everyone, Mr. Connor Scott, thank you very much. We we will be watching you at the World Championships this year, Tana. Yeah, I'll probably be in the crowd somewhere around the back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you for a bite. Yeah. <laughs> Thank right. you very much for having me. Pleasure, buddy. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Mr. Connor Scott, great to have him on. I know it's real refreshing, isn't it? That he's like, that didn't go my way. However, these are the targets, these are the goals, and this is where I need to get to. Yeah, and also it, it just shows how important a two-year tide is and why that's such a great system. Does it allow someone to sort of have the learnings from first year and then go and attack the second year? Yes, he had the targets of the Players' Championship and the World Championship, and we've seen some new tortard holders go and do that in year one. However, he's now got the experience and he's probably in a, a lot better position going into year two um, to go on and achieve those targets. And as he said, his, his game seems to be getting better. So there's opportunities and well done on qualifying for Euro Tour 10. Yeah, well, on that, he spoke about the Euro Tour being massive and it was something Wayne said on, on Twitter that, that got me thinking that the way the Euro Tour is, I know people say they're the same thing, but that apart from they might be in the Pro Tour order of merit, but they are completely different things, the Pro Tour and the Euro Tour. 
They, they, they might be classed as the same and under the same banner, but they are completely different. Now, the way the Euro Tour has gone and the way the prize money has gone up, is the Pro Tour becoming kind of irrelevant? And what I mean by that is, you look at it, that you don't make any jumps in the rankings now for winning Pro Tours. The, the way the TV money is, is so high, we see very little movement in those rankings. The, the, the big guns, so to speak, that we see them once they've got enough money that they're in the Players' Championship finals and they're not going to fall out the top 16, they don't care about them. Obviously, I know Peter's in the chat room. He's missed a lot to get himself ready for other things, that Michael Smith barely played them, MBGs missed them. They just seem to be coming irrelevant. It used to be a big thing to win a Pro Tour, and now I'm not sure it is. Don't, for, for, the, for the elite, it's not. Yes, if you're winning your first one, it's still going to mean something, but it just lost a bit of gloss for me. I I tend to agree, and I'm also I'm not a fan of the way in which the Euro Tours are structured in terms of the qualification, and 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 I, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I sort of think that when you've got a tour card, you and I know you everyone has the opportunity to qualify for the Euro Tours, and you can't just fly everybody out everywhere, and it's a, it's a different environment with the crowd and everything. But yeah, I. I I sort of think it's, I can't quite get on with the way it's formatted into the tour. And I think you're completely right, Phil, in that essentially the only time now somebody celebrates a pro tour win is either A, it's like it's their first one, or, or it's someone who, let's be honest, like we never thought would win one. And we've seen, you know, once or twice there's been someone that's completely took us by surprise. Or it's someone, you know, like someone later in the year that's completely under the cosh and they're not going to qualify for the match play unless they win a Pro Tour event. And then they pull it off. Like that, that's when there's a story. Just the idea of someone winning a Pro Tour event, it's, it's, it doesn't have an impact, like you say, in the ratings and in the top 32. You know, anywhere in the top 32, it's doing nothing really too much to, to, to shuffle things around. Um, and those Euro Tours are out. But I suppose the big peril is those when you don't qualify for a Euro Tour, like we've discussed, is it really hurts. Like it can really hurt players not qualifying for the Euro Tour. Um, but, I, yeah, I just, I'm just i not a big fan of the, the way that it's structured. I, when I, the only thing I would say about it is the Pro Tours are so important to people from probably about 33 down. You know, if... Tonner would probably have told you the same in regards to how important the Pro Tours are as the experiences you've got, not just playing. But also, what I would say is a lot of players and a couple of players I've spoke to around the weekends leading up to Euro Tour qualifiers and a, a Pro Tour or two Pro Tours, what's more important to that? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A player is it qualifying for a Euro Tour or doing well on a Pro Tour? Then qualifiers are the most important part of that weekend. Hundred percent, and that, I don't think that, that's that's a worry that yeah, qualifying for a tournament is more important than uh, being successful just, in another tournament. That's like, that's what I seem to find. For me, like, and I and I know we talk about it a lot with in terms of how the prize money works and whether you get money just for turning up and things, but like for me. The, the core important thing about being a professional PDC tour card holder should be that tour. Like, what's up? You know, if you're, it's called a tour card because you're on the tour. Like, that's the, that's what's important about it. And, and that's where, for me, you should be able to do your qualification for majors through there. And I just think the, the Euro tour structure is like a curveball that doesn't quite fit in with everything else. It doesn't quite align with all the other order of merit systems that feed through the qualification for different for different majors. And like you said earlier, I think you're completely right. You go to a three-day event, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and the Monday's the qualifier. Monday's the important day. Everyone's trying to play themselves into a bit of form for Monday. It's not about winning the Pro Tour event. And I just think, as a bit of a purist, that's not why people should have a tour card. Well, round of 16 on the Euro Tour gets the same money as a semi-final on the floor. Yeah, that can't be right, can it? And it's almost as if that, look, the Euro Tour is fabulous. And I agree with Dan, it is the best tour in the sport. Because what it does and the experience it gives players, we, we call them mini majors. I think it was Michael Smith back in the day called it one first it was like they these have morphed into something i don't think they were expecting it is the thing now we're getting four or five thousand fans a session for some of these with the greatest of respects that's more than we get at some tv tournaments well this is what so this is my other my other argument and it's not an argument it's but what i can't understand is i think that there are and I might be wrong. You, you'd probably be able to tell me this, Phil. I think that there are six to eight venues in the UK that you could host a mini-major style tournament, you know, exactly like a Euro Tour, but you could do an event in, you know, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Cardiff Glasgow, Edinburgh. Take... take but just pick fifty percent of your probably not. I'm not. I'm not saying like Premier League venue. I'm not saying you want you know ten thousand people in there. But there are multiple places where you could get four thousand people in, and you could do these mini mini majors over a couple of days. And like I think there's a. I think it's great. And what I think it would do is that I think it would start to maybe level out the impact that these Euro Tours have on the Pro Tour is if you could get 
some balance in some more UK-based events as well. Um, they're great to watch. Like, you know, they're, they're fantastic events. They're great to watch. I, I, I can't quite make my peace with how they sit with the structure of, of qualification and everything else. Yeah, no. the, 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 the players' championships have to have a place. But at the moment, like I said, they just seem irrelevant, that they're not cared about. Agreed. The, 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 yeah. It, the it, less it, important than yeah, what they it, should be. Yeah, where that they used to mean something. And people made strides in the rankings by winning Pro Tours, where, where now you don't. And beforehand, we've seen people... I remember when Simon Whitlock got picked for the Premier League. I know this is going back and everything like that, and it's, it's different now, but he was picked for the Premier League off of what he did on the floor. And Barry made that clear. It was like Simon has been picked because of his outstanding pro tour form, where we know that's out the window because Luke Humphreys got canned, even though he was fifth in the world and top of the pro tour order of merit. So we know it has no relevance on getting selected for invites anymore as well. I also won yeah, a few yeah. road tours as well, though. So <laughs> uh... the, um, the only thing is, for me, they've got a lot of doing something with the Pro Tours. I don't want this to be a, we're having a dig at the Euro Tours because the Euro Tours are fantastic. No, no, no. I, I love them. I think they're it's, amazing. To me, they've, they've got a lot of doing something with the Pro Tours to make them more... Relevant. Yeah, yeah. more relevant for the, for, the, for the top 32. Or for the, for the players who play on the Premier League, play in the World Series... Yes, they need a break, but it's also timing that and making sure that you're not missing out on these. Because even the players coming through, Tonna spoke about it there perfectly, around watching the pros. Imagine if Michael Smith or someone just said, I don't need to do pro tours for a year or two. Someone like Tonna wouldn't have got the opportunity to potentially play on. And they're the tour card holder, back to Dan's point, around having that. So they they still need to be important. They still need to be... Um, relevant, but there's got to be more work done to make that happen. And I don't know if that's changing how they work at the moment to have more in a sort of a, a series. I used to love the, the the summer series where they had four or five in, a, in sort of a run. I think you're less likely to have players drop out if you do it that sort of way than having the one and two here and there. And also, that would be better cost-wise for the, for the players who are financially looking after themselves or I, I would like to see a return to those, you know, and some sort of benefit from those. Because I think they would work then. But the, the problem is, is because of the pro- way the Premier League is formatted, you couldn't have them in the beginning of the year. Because you couldn't have a block of four or five plus a Euro Tour qualifier and the Premier League. It's just, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. But I, I think that, that would... De- a good response to bring back these. So I know that why there was in place before it made sense with COVID and all the regulations that were in place for that. But I think there was such a success that you would use it. And I can't remember who it was. I saw the comments from Rob. Part of it is to do with the, the money. He's put the waiting for the rantings is off. We speak about that very often with the World Championships, but it's very much the same with the Pro Tour and Euro Tour. There's too much of a difference between those two. Oh, com- completely. Um, the, the whole thing is just skew if at the moment. And look, I know J- Jane, Jamie said it there, um, would streaming not help the Pro Tours? I, I, I don't know. Uh, why don't make the Pro Tours like the UK and, and stream them all? I think next year we will see more stream action from the Pro Tour. I don't, I don't think we'll ever see 
every board streamed. But I, I think that we, we will see more going forward, I think. I think Matt Porter sort of committed... I, 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 I can't. I remember the interviewer being particularly talented in that interview. It, it was a... Um, he, he, he did talk, didn't he, I think, to you, yeah. Phil, about, uh, you know, the, how it had worked down in, in Minehead and, and what, but, but also there are some, you know, there are some limitations and, there, and there's, other, there's other sides to that as well in terms of putting streaming in all those pro tour um, boards. And I, I still think that we're a long way from having all the games streamed, no, nor do I think it would have any real effect on, on moving the pro tour forward, just streaming every match, I don't think is is the answer. That, that that's the other issue, and and Johnny's said it there that unfortunately it's the other events that do prop up the pro tour money, like your Premier Leagues and and things like that. Yeah, and in terms of streaming, so like my gut instinct is that if you said right, so let's say like round figures because it's easy to do the maths. Like let's say there's a there's ten thousand people watching. PDC TV and they're, they're watching the Pro Tour stream boards. If all of a sudden you make every game streamed, you wouldn't all of a sudden have 20,000 people cheering in. You'd just have the same 10,000 people all watching different games. Yeah. Like, you, you, you wouldn't get... I don't... I, I genuinely... You yeah. might get an extra few hundred people. You, get, you, might, you might get a slight few more people, a few more family and friends of players who knew they were on a stream would tune in and watch if they were on there. But I don't think it would have a dramatic impact in viewership Therefore, it doesn't have a dramatic impact in revenue or advertising or sponsorship or anything else. Therefore, it doesn't move it forward. Like, I just think it doesn't it doesn't advance in the way that we want it to. No, I, I agree. And that we've we've said this many a time that at the moment the pieces of the jigsaw don't add up and they, and they don't align at the moment. Mm-hmm. As things have got bigger, like the Euro Tour, like we said, there used to be a few events a year. Now there's thirteen with thirty grand for the winner. For, for, for each of them, and we saw Luke Humphreys win. Was it four last year uh, at, at twenty-five grand a pop or whatever it was? So there's hundred grand straight away. It, it is the thing. It's just things don't add up, and I just think that we're almost at a time where it needs a reset to align everything again. Yeah, I I don't disagree. It, it just does back to me for the it's the money's the concern, not. The money in the Dane, the money I would split. Um, the Premier League is so important to the PDC. We know this, and it's a great way to talk about it without Dob being on it as it's laid it off. But we all know the PD, the Premier League is great for the PDC in regards to income, the impact it has. But what it can't do is have a have a negative effect on the on the other 120 players. And it, and um, it does. Like we don't know because, because, yeah. because, yeah, because yeah. what happens is we talk about like five or six ways in which. It, the the pro tour could be made better, and what happens is after each one, someone goes, ah, but yeah, the Premier League though, and oh yeah, but we can't do that because Premier League, and, and it is it's 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 a real challenge for the PDC, like like you know, organisationally from a, for, at the highest level, I think it's it's one of the biggest challenges they face at the minute is is how important the Premier League is, but making it balance and fit with everything else in that first third of the year. But the, the flip of that is the Premier League has an impact on the calendar for the other 120 players. However, the Premier League funds what the other players win on Browns. So there is the flip side of that, that how important it is. And that's why the income is so important. Like I said, I would love to see the sort of a series event at some a couple of stages throughout the year. I think they would, they would be good to bring them back. But when you do it, 
is another complete headache for uh, the only sort of windows I can think is sort of your pre-masters sort of time, but they've already filled them with World Series events. Just post stall pre-masters. Yeah. I think there's a window there where they have a challenge to a weekend. There's so an I, opportunity. I, I disagreed with the World Series being in January anyway. That that little that block was absurd. That, that, that little block was the only chance the players genuinely had to get away and, and yeah. fuck off and and not throw a dart and, and just go and go and spend some time with the family and do absolutely nothing. So for me, the world finishes, the season starts at the Masters. And darts is a it's a twelve it is twelve months a year as a spot. You know, there isn't an off season, you know, there isn't a the, 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 and that is, in, if, if we're honest, that is the closest thing to an off-season that, that, that the top players get, isn't it? Is that little spell after the Worlds, there's a bit of a lull, and then you can sort of reset, recharge, and come back again. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a mad idea to try and do something in the middle. Right. The, only, the only other window I could think where that would be a possibility, obviously not this year, but if you had a four or five Pro Tour event series two or three weeks before the match play as a race to the match play, I think that would be great to... Because it's, it's, you'll have all the players want to play in it who are at the top of the game, who've already qualified to that into form. And you've also got a huge race and everyone has still got an opportunity then to qualify. So if you've got five events, anything can happen in those five events. And it would probably enhance the quality of match play. Uh, Bob, that's... They're, they're not completely different, mate. Yes, there is a Pro Tour order of merit, but all the money that you win on a Pro Tour or a Euro Tour goes on your order of merit as well. So, although there is a Pro Tour order of merit, that money still goes on your main order of merit as well. Yeah. So, it's not completely different. They do affect each other. Um. So, speaking of that, there was a Euro Tour this weekend, boys. And it was the Dutch Darts Championship. I'm just going to share my other screen. Two seconds. And there we have it. Um, I will try and move this in here and scroll through so we can see it. Um, look, first of all, we'll address it. Um, we're not shy about things like this. We've absolutely hammered the German fans before. When the Dutch boys were playing, I know they don't get it very often, but it still doesn't make it right. The crowd were just horrific when the Dutch lads were playing. I don't think there's, there's much more to say on the matter of no, it. Uh, I think if I if the only if I was to reiterate it anymore, I'd probably swear enough to get us in bother on YouTube. So no, that's fine. Daniel Dobbs replacement. You've not swore enough. <laughs> oh yeah, but, but by now, God, God been effing and Jeffin for fun by now. <laughs> they were a complete pack of cunts. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It, it was horrific, and we've hammered the German boys for 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 doing it. So we're not going to shy away. Um, so first of all, we're not going to go through every game because we'll be here all day. I want to talk about Damon Hetter's walk-on. Uh, I mean, the only saving grace, like, 
it's one of those things where it's like you know when yeah you're as old you're as old as me Phil so it's like, you know like when you were a kid and no one had white football boots and if you wore white football boots you better play well otherwise you'll just look a tosser like yeah. it's one of those where when he started he came, swearing he started swearing yes <laughs> but you know like when he does that you just think oh Damon like you're gonna have to do something now now now. Lo and behold, he did. You know, he, he put a performance in this time. Like not last time with the skiing, it was a bit of a shambles. But um, I'm not. I can't. I tell you why I'm not a fan of it is because I don't believe it. Like when Dirk Van Dyvenborder comes out and he's thrashing around to his music and dancing, and various other people are doing different bits. And even to a degree, Dimitri Vandenberg and his sort of odd, sort of little body popping. I sort of believe it in that I believe that's who they are and that's what they want to be doing. I don't believe it with Damon Hetta and I don't buy into it and it looks a bit cringy. I don't mind it. I, I, don't, I, I know what you're saying, Dan. It's, it's, I don't mind him doing it's it. Like, it's it's back to the... It. Yeah, it's back to the sort of Ross Smith throwing shirts. It's what you expect someone to... So what you expect someone to do a month before the Premier League picks to try and class themselves as entertainment? I feel like I feel like he's pretending. Yeah, I feel like he's pretending. I, was and about I, to being I think he's a nice fella. I think he's a nice fella, and he plays good darts. So I just want him to do that. It feels like they've all the Premier League hopefuls are looking at it, thinking, "Okay, I need to do something different to stand out." And like we say, we saw Ross Smith at the Masters. Literally bounce down the walk on, pick a load of shirts up and chuck them out to the crowd. We've seen Damon Hetter do this. It just feels like they're they're going for I need to do something different to get picked for these big events. Right now though, I'm not opposed to it for Damon Hetter. And it not on the not for that purpose really. Um, but his touring TV form isn't great. I'll class your old tour as TV form, but the it's not where it was, but his floor dame is still very good. And I know we spoke about it when he came on month or two back. And it's just one of those where I just think it might be something that he's trying to have a reaction out himself. It might be something that's to release a bit of anxiety when you first do up onto the stage. It could be for a number of reasons. Um, like I said, I'm not opposed to it. The the wartons that are always the same probably are a little bit... I prefer seeing something a bit different. Um not always someone falling over on the backside, but hey. um, I, I'm not opposed to it. I think it's all right. I just, yeah, I'm just not sold. Not it, sold. Just, just what will what'll be interesting for Lonnie is if we are still seeing it at, at a, match a match play, yeah, at a match play or at a world championships so or yeah, I'd, that that'll be that'll be interesting. I'd be I'd be more. I'd be more bought into it if I heard through, like, the rumour, you know, if Conor had told us earlier that actually he started doing it behind closed doors at the Pro Tour. <laughs> like, that's how he comes, that's just how he wanders up and down in Barnsley now, that's how he behaves. Like, I'd, I'd sort of believe it a bit, and i think, oh, yeah, I'll buy into it, but if he doesn't upkeep it, though, I just think he's going to look a bit daft, because it'll just look like a sort of, I don't know, it's the wrong time of year as well. I'd, I'd, I find it a bit awkward. I just want to see him at Blackpool walk on with beach balls and buckets and spades. Great water on. It'll be one of the brightest wearing the Blackpool glasses as well. I mean, if he sticks with it, like if he sticks with it, like throwing sticks of rock out into the crowd, like then 
like maybe, but doesn't oh, that break yeah. health and safety though? You can't get away yeah. with these guys. Yeah, it's heavy. Some of that rock in it, big stuff. <laughs> I've, I've got a pair of the Blackpool glass as well. I might bring them along for him if he'll wear them. <laughs> I'll happily add to his attire of uh, darting wartons. I'm sure he'll have a shirt he can borrow, boys. I don't know what you mean, Dan. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> no sponsors on mine. That was, that, that was another catastrophic walk-on that <laughs> may have an impact further than that because Dirk Van Dijvenbeider was absolutely giving it the big ones, like he always does, and he, he stumbled back and by the look of it, he's done himself some damage. He was going for an MRI today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at the moment. Not at obviously, hopefully, there's no real serious concern from an injury. But the, the, the clip, I don't know how many views you'd stop, but I've probably got half of them myself. It's because it's just how it happens. I couldn't worry out if he'd tripped on the otty or what. Like it took me about 10 or 15 times to see. Have we done it? Was just from the landing? Yeah, um, he's just, just jumping up and his leg just went from under him. There's um, no but, getting away from it. It's piss funny. And if it happened to someone else, I'm sure that he'd find it piss funny as well. Like it's just like it's just one of those things, isn't it? There is there's there's few things in life that are a certainty, but people falling over is inherently funny. It'll always be funny no matter what it is. So it's like, yeah, you don't want, you know, fingers crossed, there's no, you don't want anything to have impacted his game and you don't want him, in, you know, injured in any way. But people falling over is piss funny, isn't it? it? Not just falling over, falling over while everyone in that crowd is staring at you. It's not as if you've done it and there's loads of, a smashed glass behind the bar sort of moment. And oh, yeah, I'm falling over because you're about the brick as well. Like, you know, if you just walked to the stage, started having through at the board, like, you're all right, aren't you? The thing is, a lot of them fans would have been, I can't wait to dial. I know Phil hates it, but I like it. I can't wait to dial. I'm looking forward to seeing Dirt's water on. You know, it's a moment that you know you're going to, there's so many people with phones out watching it coming on and then you have that moment at the end of it. Yeah. Well, maybe um, this will teach him. Maybe, maybe that he'll wind that walk on will go, and we'll see him coming out from now on. Just to you raise me up, it'll be something nice, calm, peaceful. Just walk on, nice, chill bit of Westlife. Take to the stage, no risk of falling over or injury. Dan, do you know what we're talking about? Yeah, that is no chance of happening. <laughs> no, tatting else chance. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the other talking point: Gary Anderson returned to the Euro Tour. Didn't go according to plan. I actually think that Gary felt the nerves a little bit. You think? After a seven-year hiatus. I, I honestly, I mean, you know that you know the man far, far better than than I do. I, I can't imagine uh, Gary in any way as a as a sort of as a nervous man. But yeah, eight, eighty-seven average. Only one one eighty, like just not not great. He sort of went out with a whimper a bit, didn't he? Yeah, like he used to get really nervous, and I I genuinely think he felt the nerves coming back. Yeah, to the I do, I do as well. I I was very surprised the manner of the performance in 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 losing. Not massively, I guess. Does anyone tend to have that, especially on the Euro Tour? But and the manner of the loss and the manner of the performance, how well. Darry's playing, and I think it was down to nerves. I think, well, there was an element of nerves that we're not normally used to seeing with 
Do you, do you think though, Phil, that that might <laughs> like that might not be a terrible thing to have happened, and that it might light a bit of a fire because there there is nothing better, in my opinion, in darts than than sort of an angry Gary Anderson. And well, and do you think that that you know may have frustrated him into wanting to do some more damage on a Euro tour? Well, if you're if you're getting nervous, it shows you still care. That's it. That's what I mean. Like, and 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 he sometimes he just needs to be like thrashed into playing, doesn't he? Like, he needs to be, he needs to get up for it. Yeah, I, I, I think it shows, it, it shows that, that that he cares. Um, where else was I looking for? There we have it. We'll talk. We'll talk about it more in a minute. But what a what an effort from Eugene Van Veen as well. He loses 6-5 in the opening round, plays really well, and then literally straight on a plane to the UK for the Dev Tour. Yeah, that's not a just, shit, isn't it? Not just straight on the plane, the manner of performance as well the following day. We'll, we'll touch on that in a minute, but yeah, he absolutely um, smashed it up. But on the Euro Tour, Dave Chisnell wins his second Euro Tour of the year. And... Look, Chizzy, we know he's got it in the locker, but I just don't think we see it enough. I'm going big. There's a TV win for Dave Chisnell this year. I'm still not convinced there is. The performance against Josh Rock was unreal. Like I thoroughly enjoyed that. I was I got quite excited for that for that game. Um, obviously the way Josh has been playing, and and, and we know the game that Josh has got. And Chizzy, like obviously he played himself in, in into some form. And I was genuinely excited. And for like, for want of a better word, Chizzy completely blew Josh Rock away. He couldn't get close to him. Oh, just, he's, just, he's just no, smashed he's the Unreal. That, 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 that's not a debate. That We know it's there. But I just think that we're going to be talking about Dave Chisnell in six, seven years' time, thinking, how has he never won one? There's one coming. I believe it. I do want us to believe it. Yeah, you you look at now, certainly in the last few years, and you know when you look at the list of players that have won TV titles, there are far worse players than Dave Chisnell that have won TV titles, aren't there? And 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 it just it just seems to be getting further and further and further down the line that it's got to happen soon, hasn't it? You, you fear. Oh yeah, the, the longer it goes on, I know we had this conversation about Michael Smith twelve months ago, and was probably having it near enough every week. Um, the level that Chizzy has, the level that Chizzy's performed over the past however many years, he's underperformed on TV to not pick up a title because, like you said, there's people who have done on and picked up titles who are, who are not the, to the same level as what Dave Chisholm is. The win this weekend was great, as you mentioned, the Josh Roth, but. I think there's one coming. I really do think that there will be a point this year where he'll pick up a TV title. Time will tell. From I know there, you'll be disagreeing with me there, aren't you, Phil? Yeah, I, I, where, where do you reckon, Lee? If you had to pick one, if so, if if I if we put if I put the pressure on you and said, right, there's a TV title coming, but which one is it? Weirdly, he wins the Grand Prix. So he seems to do well there. I he think, always seems to do well then. If there's one he's going to get over the line, I think it's that one. 
I think if he wins one, it will be an ITV one where he's just in hot form on the final day. See, I, I was going to say, the one, you know, if someone said to me, Chisnell wins the title this year, which one is it? I would have said players. Yeah. That would have been, it would have been players at my end. Players, all the Europeans, because it's the same kind of thing. I know, um, I, know it, I know it goes into next year, but Tuddy be the first person to win the Masters and then not be in the Prem. Have <laughs> <laughs> that fortunate manner of being it wins the first Chizzy, TV title. Not, you see, I, th- I think that Chizzy, I don't know, I feel, what do you reckon? For, I think if he wins the Masters next year, Chizzy's in. Chizzy gets the <laughs> Premier League spot. By then, we'll, all, we'll know the, the Premier League will be announced after the Worlds again this year. Exactly. Um, <laughs> how are we doing? Well, hope you are good. Andrew Gildin's debut in the Premier League next year. Looking forward to that. Also looking forward to Santa Claus playing the Worlds. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, Dan, there's more chance of Chiefs being in the Premier League right now than what there is of Gildin. Well, the day that he won, I called that I had more chance than him and I still stand by that. Yeah, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm with you. I still, I still think if you went to Coral, I'd, you'd get better odds for him than you would for me playing the Premier League next year. Yeah, completely. He, he, he stand more chance of playing the Barclays Premier League than he was in the PDC Premier League. <laughs> uh, the Dev Tour as well. Luke Littler still leads the way, but all eyes were on one man this weekend, and it was Jean Van Veen. Uh, just outstanding from from Jean Van Veen. Yeah, like I know we touched upon it briefly, but the travel and the impact we've seen it a few times and we talked about it quite a lot with travel and I know it's not as far but we talked about it with like material on the women's tour and the preparation for that yeah God says it's not as far from Holland to England but to do that the following day after playing on the Euro tour it's a completely different environment back to behind closed doors and then to go on and then pick up the title um, just shows what a talent this man is I just think the standards off the scale this year I think I know, and I know we've seen unbelievable talent come through the Dev Tour, uh, but I just think if you, you that when you start to reel off names that are in, you know, in the top twenty of the Dev Tour this year, and you look at the collective potential, I just think it's amazing. Like I think it's genuinely amazing. It properly excites me about the next five, six, seven years of darts. Is thinking, you know, where some of those players could end up. Um, not just because of how good they are at darts, but also because of the kind of people they are as well. Like there's some good lads in there, some really good lads, um, and it, I think it's it's a very nice thing and, and makes me feel a bit secure about the future of the sport. Well, you, you look at it that obviously that we know what a talent Luke Littler is, but Eugene Van Veen winning titles, Wessel Nyman coming back picking up a title. Bradley Rose picking up a title. Dutch Darts is in a good place with these youngsters. Yeah, it, it certainly is. There's a lot of names that we're talking about more frequently. And like you mentioned there, Luke Littler, he's Dudsey Light and Bennett back in the final. Um, the, there's just a lot of... I'm with Dan. Dutch, yeah, Dutch Darts is in a great place, but Darts generally from a development yeah. place is is in a fantastic yeah. position. Yeah, Thomas Pons as well, another name who's got to a final this weekend, you know, it's there's a lot, a lot of huge talents. And it's great to see that we are seeing such a variation of winners. Yes, Luke Littler's done fantastic, 
and Josh Rock's done very well when he was on it previous year, but he can't play anymore as we know, being in the top 32. It's just a great place this is sporting for young talent. Genuinely is. I mean, you know, players in there, as I say, even when you come, you don't have to go to the top, you know, like, and, you know, Bielecki's like, you know, he so vast, vast amounts of potential. You know, I know Slevin's got a cab, you know, Dylan Slevin looks like an amazing player from everything we've seen of him. Owen Bates looks amazing. Like, I still can't, I still can't believe that, that um, Rusty Jake, you know, is, 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 is in that mix as well, because we've seen so much from him in different places and different stuff. But yeah, I just think it's tremendously exciting. Really, uh, yeah, it, it was. Bilowetsky won it. Rose got to the the final, but yeah, look, we've seen Sebastian get to the UK Open quarter final. Like Bradley Rose was one at the Lakeside, won the the youth events at, at, at the Lakeside, the, the JDC. It is just absolutely stacked, and I stand by what I say. I'm sorry, Jean. The Dev Tour is that good now. Tour card holders don't need to be there. Yeah, I debate we've had plenty of times, and yeah, it's something that we all seem to agree on. Um, yeah. I think a lot of the darting sort of world do agree on. If you were a professional, you can't then play in the in the the youth or development as it is. I don't think so. World Championships different, but the Dev Tour itself. Yeah. Um, um, uh, also, Daryl Pilgrim booked his week at Champions Week at the Motor Super Series. Uh, week 12 on Saturday night, Edge that con Osborne in the final. Cracking week this week. Uh, today was obviously, I was lucky to do comms on today. Unreal standard today. Yeah, some, um, some, some of the matches I, I thought this week, I thought I, I, I didn't see all of it. Jim McEwen was really good. I thought Matt Edgar looked brilliant at times. Yeah. Matt Edgar looked like close to his best in time. Some of his, some of his finishing was unreal. Um, We've got an extended interview with Matt Edgar coming out tomorrow. Anyone would think that was prepped, but well done, Dan. Yeah, extended. <laughs> I think I'm not even wearing my Edgar TV t-shirt either. I could have, I could have gone full prepped, couldn't I? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've um, got a good 40-minute chat with, with, with Matt coming out tomorrow. Obviously, one thing we did miss, Mr. Bars, is Mason on Euro Tours. I'm all for that. Yeah, I I'm look, all for that. Mace was just like, look. He is I know, we, I know, it might mean for dieting fans we have to listen to you on a Monday morning as well as a Monday night. <laughs> well, yeah, there is often. that. <laughs> <laughs> but but, I thought Mason done was well. Mason was doing Mason things was great on. Yeah, look, Mason, an elite broadcaster. Yeah, and he was just sensational alongside Murph and and Dan Dawson on on the Euro Tour, and I hope. We hear it many times to come as well. It's not a bad trio, is it? No, it's I, won't, I, won't, I won't say the best and slag Webby off, but it's not a bad trio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, there was um, the Asian tour. I must admit, I didn't see any of it over the weekend. What with everything else going on, just couldn't keep up with everything. So didn't see any of the uh, Asian tour. Um what else have we missed in a week in darts? Right. Jack Darwood, he's done it. Absolutely love me for this. World Seniors Darts Championship tickets have done on sale. Yes. Yes, yes they yes. have. Tickets for next year's Circus Tavern event are on sale as we speak. Dartshop.tv. 
all the packages are available um, for the Seniors World Championships. Can Robert Thornton make it three on the spin at the Tavern? Book your tickets to find out. And I'm happy. To, I'm happy to as as one of the members of the team that isn't in any way interlinked and involved in the World Seniors, other than as a fan. It is the best, genuinely, and I mean this. It is the best event darts wise I have attended for years. It is the I have I enjoyed being at that event far more than any other event. I cannot recommend if people enjoy darts and they want to watch darts live, go to watch the seniors. It is the best for it is the best environment in which to watch darts live in Britain, in my opinion. It's mint, amazing. You know the Dobbs and the clip that and we'll uh, we'll get that out to Celtic. It's <laughs> oh, mate, I'm happy, I'm happy helping wherever I can, mate. Honestly, it's unreal. It's the best. I'm dead excited. The only the only thing I'm gutted about is like Yeovil. I, I can't. I, I can't. I can. I can fly. I can fly to Spain easier than I can get to Yeovil. Like, it's easier. <laughs> like, genuinely. And not only that, but when even driving the car that I drive, I think I can get like to Holland, to Amsterdam, and back far quicker and cheaper than I can. Like, I can drive to Paris. Like easier than I can drive to Yorville. It's it's a nightmare. So it's going to be York for me. September tickets are on sale for that as well. Seniors are in York in September, um, and it is it's the best way to watch darts in the country. Bar none. Promo is done. Um, no, look. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll open the chat room for question time as well. Um, but plenty coming up as well. Another Euro tour. This week, boys, Champions Week at the Super Series, like we say, kicked off today. Premier League Manchester this week. It's always busy, isn't it? Yeah. This this time of year, my, it's difficult, but my focus tends to just start looking towards bad ball because we're getting that sort of time where everything's leading towards, which is like, you know, is the halfway point of the season when you've got Blackpool, the race comes closer. That to one side... We've got the World Cup, which is going to be the best World Cup we've ever had in darts coming up as well this year to all pairs. I'm so, looking forward to that. Is that to look forward to? And that's still a couple of months away, you know, the, or just over a month away for those two tournaments. And there's a lot to happen. Um, like it says, Champions Week this week. We've got an awful lot of Euro tours to cover off in the next two months, I think, like I said, before that little break, before the second half of the year. So a lot to happen. Um, seniors events... I'm not, I don't need to plug that anymore because Dan's done all that. Um, but there's just so much happening in the next couple of months. Is it still another two months, Phil, before we have a weekend of no PDC action? I don't, I don't think there's nothing till July. There's no, it's not, there's <laughs> not, there's not a free weekend until July, I don't think. And that's just PDC. Yeah. Let alone everything else. Obviously, the, the, the CDC, um, the Super Series, the seniors, it's just all go, go, go. This is a, Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it, d- d- double-ended from two people. I should have a look at the rankings a second. Hey, do you know what? It could change, you know. It's not set. Yeah, like Luke, Luke getting to the final was huge at the weekend. It's like 12 grand in it. 11 12, grand. 12 grand in it. And when... Yeah. when when, how long have we got? Or what have we got between now and then? What's on between now and the cut-off? 
Because it's not Lord, is there? And also, it's different because the format's different as well. So you're sort of looking for different things. You're not looking for big individual performances, are you? You're looking for a bit of a bit of a, a relationship, a bit of a click between the team. Right. So I think we've got Euro Tour this weekend. Euro Tour in Prague. Two players championships. Another Euro Tour. And I surely there's a players championship right before the World Cup. There's twelve grand in that in there. Oh, like that. it, That's too late to because yeah, it, it was on I'm sure it was on the statement, Phil, that it was the cut off was the thirtieth of May, I want to say. So that'll be the Euro Tour in Sindelfingen is the cutoff. Yes, because yeah. the players' championships are too late. So yes, in, in terms of that, the fact there's three Euro Tours, twelve grand is nothing. Yeah, there's definitely chance it could it it's it could be, and there's a there's a few teams that could move actually, not just um, but not just England. Going back to the the point. And this isn't anything against Rob Cross, because Rob Cross is a fabulous player. But in terms of <coughs> stylistic, because this, this is what it is now, that you have to gel as a pair, I just think that Smith and Humphreys are stylistically a better pairing for England. Yeah, I don't disagree. I completely agree. That's why I mentioned it there because the format's different. You don't need a big individual performer like, like right. a Rob Cross. You need someone who can play doubles with Michael Smith. That's what you need. You, yeah, need, I, you I, need someone who can play doubles with him. I, I, I just think styles are going to make this and I just think that Humphreys and Smith are a better pairing together because of the way they play. Definitely. 100%. Um, one thing we did miss, there's WDF action in Denmark that Andy Barton's beat Neil Duff in the final of the men's and Nolan Van Leuven won the women's. Was Denmark that open. Sort of a bronze dishwater tea towel or what was it? Because they're so that, many. That was a dulled event, which means that the winners have secured a place in late side in 200 months. No, in a, a year and a half. In 2024. So, them two have confirmed. Oh, man. All I'm saying is that's ambitious. It's hard work, isn't it, to eat, like, even make your brain try and work that out. They have massively overcomplicated all of the situation at the moment. Um... So, is there too many TV competitions? For me, no, but I think they need to be spread out a little bit better. Or, see, when, think, when you say that, is like, is it is there too much darts on telly? Well, absolutely, of course not. But <laughs> but you're right. Is that sometimes there's, there's there's ways in which of spreading them out and showing them 
at better times and better times of the year and, and spacing the calendar out more for the players, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, can never be too much. Uh, uh, Matt, yeah, we're, we're going to sort that out this week, mate. We've got a little bit sidetracked. Uh, what do you think of the new World Cup sponsor, My Diesel Claim? Don't care, Bob. If we're brutally honest, it's like they paid the most money, so they've they've got it. It's the same in in, in any sport that whoever pays the most money gets them. Um, it's genuinely prompted me to think. I'm convinced that I owned about nine different diesel cars during that window of time, and I could be sat on a claim somewhere near winning the darts Premier League. <laughs> I don't know. I need to go and I need to go and look into that. You're, fun, it, you're funding the World Cup, mate. <laughs> it, it made me laugh when the PDC went with Kazoo and everyone was going, oh, the PDC are getting rid of the bookmakers. This is brilliant. Blah, 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 blah. It's like they only they only took Kazoo because they offered the most money. It's yeah, yeah, believe More money than Kazoo. William Hill would still have the World Championship. Without a shadow. Yeah, it's not epic. Don't worry about that. It wasn't an ethical thing or anything like that. It was who paid the most money. Yeah. And that's why when I win the Euro Millions, you'll all be tuning in to the Dan Simpson World Championship. Because just for shits and giggles, you'd sponsor it, wouldn't you? Like, why not? Oh, 100%. It'd have a year. I'd have a year where I just, if I won the Euro Millions, I'd just sponsor everything. That best be the Dan Simpson Seniors World Championship we're on about. Without or, you want them, or do you want them all? Every World Championship that's done. Yeah. Just think, right? You win 120 odd million or whatever it is on the Euro Millions or whatever. I would deliberately sponsor the PDC World Championships just to fuck everyone off that's given me shit over the years that my branding is going to be all over yeah. your stuff for the next month. I'd have like just smiley pictures of my face. <laughs> <like that. laughs> you would though, wouldn't you? Just yeah, with you that would, kind yeah. of money, you just do it just to annoy people. Correct, yeah, absolutely. Just to troll everyone, yeah. Um, How would you improve the World Series event? Um... Different players, a fairer rotation. I, 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 for me, I just, I don't think they need improving. I think again, it's a bit like you can spend, you can spend your life driving yourself insane talking about selection for the Premier League and everything else. And there's a time where you just have to accept that you know what, it's just an exhibition, and Sky pay for it, and it funds loads of other stuff. So you have to accept it. it they are exhibitions that someone pays a shitload of money for and it funds loads of other stuff and it means loads of other people can have a darts career. You've just got to accept it. It is what it is. You won't like the selections. You won't like that it doesn't come near your house, but it is what it is. But you still watch it. Yeah, exactly. I, it's interesting, isn't it? I just think that the World Championship well number, probably top four are your pits, but there's got to be a better rotation of players. What I don't want to see with World Series events, and which is one of my biggest bugbears, is I don't want to see the World Series event just looking like another Premier League night. That's the issue with it. I, I, I get it, but unfortunately, they're the ones with commercial value. But we've and got that, more, and we've, Phil, the problem is we've we've well the problem is we've definitely got more than eight players who are commercially viable. I'm yeah, not saying and, I'm not saying we need everyone on the tour on there, but even if it was a rotation of fifteen players, but the but top four was there. And they've all had a go, haven't they? Because like I know, you know, if someone says to me, right, Dan, you need to book a Exhibition at somewhere like who you're having. 
But I just rattle for a go where I'm having MVG and I'm having Peter Wright and I'm having so and I'm having Michael Smith and then I'm having Fallon Sherrick and I'm having like because because I just know that they're all the people everybody wants to see and have Barney up there and I'm like because because it's an exhibition and and it's and and you do, I think people just have to accept that being playing on a World Series event or in a World Series event is absolutely completely nothing to do with what you've achieved in darts what you've qualified for what what you are where you are in the Pro Tour order of merit. What like, what form you're in? It's purely and simply about whether whether people think someone will buy a ticket to come and watch you play darts. And that is it. Or, or whether they would read the news article about you playing darts. And 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 I just think, well, don't upset yourself over it. Like it is what. Just accept that someone's running an exhibition. Fine. And for me, it's the same as someone ranting and raving. Going, there's an exhibition on in in Stoke, and they've got. They've got Phil Taylor playing Farron Sherrick, and it's absurd. Why is she allowed to play him? Well, it's an exhibition, isn't it? Don't yeah, get worried about it. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> don't get upset. I don't get upset. I just want to see a variation. And we've got we've got more than eight players that are viable to sell an event. If we haven't, the, the sport's in a dangerous place. We know we have. To be fair, boys, I forgot. We'll just rattle through this quickly because no one really cares. Uh, Manchester, AO Arena. I just want one word answers for you because everyone's bored of the Premier League. Right or Clayton? Clayton. 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 Doby or Vandenberg? Doby. Dime. Doby. Smith or Aspinall? Smith. 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 Price Van Gerwen. Price. Van Gerwen. Price. Winner and runner-up from your selections. Van Gerwen beats Clayton in the final. Returns to winning ways. Price beats Dolby in the final. Johnny Clayton beats Michael Smith in the final and throws the cat amongst the pigeons. Ooh. Why is it we've just returned to the Premier League and then Dobbs returned in the chat room? Like a time. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've been in there, 100%. Another toilet break for Dobbs. <laughs> he is somewhere, sat in a gent's toilet somewhere. Hey, just going to the new love, all right? Hey, getting on, boys. Are you missing me? <laughs> There's a bloke knocking on the cubicle door, absolutely busting, doing a little dance, waiting for a copter. One earphone in, listening in. Cobb's like, come on, I'm waiting to see who Dan picks for. I think it's going to be Toby again. Wait, just wait there. <laughs> um, that was the, um, the, the, the Premier League sorted. There was a couple. Uh, about do we know about Corey Cadby's visa issues? Um, he dropped a very cryptic message on social media last week, and then he's not posted since. All we got is I'm back or along those lines. So I don't know. I'm interested to see the next entry list for the Pro Tours to see if he's on it. I don't. I, I think it'd be mega to see him on. Like I, everyone's got their view. For me, it, it's just that. Frust- I, I think it's just frustrating. Like, genuinely frustrating that regardless of all the other bits and bobs of politics, the lads won a pro tour and hasn't been able to play. 
And I just think it's a massive handicap that, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, with Connor about getting out early and, you know, in the season, picking up points, getting something on. And, you know, everyone can point the finger and talk about why he needs a particular visa and why it's been complicated. But the lad's won a tour card and he hasn't been able to play professional darts. So I just think the sooner he's allowed to do that, the better. Big Johnny's going international next week. Like that. Phil, while we're on question time, you did star one as well. Yeah, I did. I'll come back to that in a second. Um, But what was the other one I was looking at? Um, There may be a few coming up in the summer. That's all I'm saying. Let me know. He won't be around, but I thought it was a good one. Um, I'm not, I'd be up for the chess cams, but I just think it may be restrictive because it's obviously going to have to go round into a harness type thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, um, I'd like it, but I'm not sure. I think it's a real challenge because, I, yeah, I completely agree. I, I... I think once you strap it onto someone, you've really restricted their, just the feeling that they've got, the the looseness of the, their shirt even, you know, just in the way that they're throwing. And then you've got the other options you've got are, are putting things, um, I mean, you, you know, GoPros and things like that, you know, putting things on people's heads, but you can't you can't do any of that. Um, we have seen Sky. You know, at the World Championship, Sky got a little bit experimental, didn't they, with camera angles and we saw some really interesting angles, I thought, from behind behind the dark player. Um, you know, for me, I'm not sure it's too practical to start sticking GoPros on. Also, where I think it it it, it causes a challenge is, is the live nature of it. I think it's all right if you're shooting something on a GoPro, if you then want to get home and edit it and do bits and pieces like that. For me, there's too much, like, you, you can't do that live. You're relying on too much sort of wireless technology and things not falling off and other bits and pieces. I'd, I'd rather see the big broadcasters, Sky probably primarily, looking at more creative and interesting ways of capturing footage. Well, you mentioned that, sorry, you mentioned that about editing, Ian. Why not do it for the World Series then? Not only that's ever live. You could clip that afterwards. I know you did it on PDC TV, but if it was on ITV for at six o'clock in the morning, you could have the oh, for anything that doesn't matter. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like yeah, definitely. But anything that doesn't matter, World Series. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a mission, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but like, but yeah, um, but anything. I, I, but but again, I think it's a novelty. Like, I think it is a novelty. You know, I think there are players in the game. That if you ask them, would they would they fancy doing it? Would say yes. Primary, but but again, they'd more want to do it for their own channels. You know that you know the 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 great example is is um, is Foster the, you know, as a keeper who stuck his goal, GoPro in the goal, didn't yeah. he? Um, and and built a huge YouTube channel. You know, now Bree wouldn't want to do it for a broadcaster, like because that's his. Where you know, I, I, if you spoke to someone. And, you know, the, the person that springs to mind straight away is Matt Edgar. As to, you know, that would be interesting. I'd, I'd be really interested to get his view on it. Because I think Matt's got a really good grasp on what gets good 
what creates good content, what people want to see, you know, what would bring eyes to his channel and, and build up that other revenue stream that he's got. And then balancing that against the physical hindrance of having a camera strapped to him while he plays darts. Um, that, that's like, I don't know if you can, I'm sure you could ask that question at some point, Phil, but I, I'd say that Matt's probably our best source of, uh, of info on that. Yeah. And look, you talk about different angles. Keytown, who do all the Euro Tour stuff, are unreal. Some of the angles that they've created, I know Robert, who, mm. who directs everything and owns Keytown, um, some of the stuff that they put together on the Euro Tour is genuinely incredible. Some of the angles we get. Yeah, no, I, I think this is, this would be another step forward or another way to watch darts, um, which is always great. And there's enough people out there who are a lot... <laughs> A lot better equipped than what the three of us are in in regards to getting that out and getting that in place. But I'd love to see it in an event, obviously in a less meaningful event, if I can say that, would obviously be the first stance. Not the seniors, then. Not the seniors. Um, from what we've seen so far this year, who will win the <clears> most <throat> key titles this year? If you're asking me right now, I think it's a very easy question. Yeah. For me, there's only one name that I can say out loud. Is he Welsh? He is Welsh, yeah. Used to play rugby. Are you shaking your head? What do you not think? No, I I still think it's just a little blip in the Michael Van Derwin form, and I think he's to die this year. Oh, yeah, no, if, he, he could turn around in the blink of an eye, but if you're asking me right now... That's the problem, isn't it? I think, I think Joe and Price. But my only worry is, is he peaking at the wrong time of year? Well, he's bored. My, my only, yeah, he's pl he's played the best darts he's played for two years in the first third of the year, hasn't he? Yeah, well, you want you want to be doing this at the slam, the players into yeah, the yeah. This is it. If he's run out of steam by the World Cup, he's stuffed for the rest of the year, isn't he? Like he's because he's playing unreal for the first third of the year, but yeah, in 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 reality, he's he showed some form that he probably wanted to play play up to rather than just fire out in the beginning of the year. I didn't get him beat in the final, Matthew. Like, I mean, I'll <laughs> <laughs> be much kinder to the lad. Kind of like he's let me down every single week of predicting him. But like, I can't, like I'm doing my best now. I've, I've pulled him back one spot. Like, to be fair, that, my, that, that was my first bit of producing all night. That was. That um, that does a shirt gathering dust in the cupboard now. Yeah, I think I might have the missing one. I need to have a look for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, everyone, it's been a massive pleasure having you on board for the last few hours here at the Live Lounge. And I've actually been super productive. I've already got next week's guest sorted out. Have you? Check me out. Can you? Are you able to announce this? Or, or is it something we have to keep under our hats for a little while? Oh, I'm just in shock that Phil's prepared. Let me, I let was me, worried that if let, it's let me settle that one for a minute. I feel like I'm uh, we've never been this prepared on this show. We normally know on Monday afternoon. If it's someone dead good, I might have to like organize, like send some vouchers for Gob to take his missus out or something so I can come back on again. Think about it logically. Where was I today? Portsmouth. Who was sat next to me in the commentary box all day?
don't know. I was. I didn't see. I didn't watch anything there. Who was with you? Who was in there? Ah. Oh, I'm gonna have to go. I've I'm Sky Plus. I'll play it on Sky Plus. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scotty Dog Scott Mitchell will be joining us. Oh, no, I knew that because Scott had tweeted that he was commentating. That was yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, we have That's got. Cool. We've got Mr. You, Mitchell. You know, that it would have still been here next Monday and Dan wouldn't have clicked who it was. <laughs> I'd have been on the show with him, mate. Yeah, <laughs> Dog is on next week. That's going to be the first and a record that we're actually a guest in front. Without doubt. Well, I can't remember a time where we have been. Last, oh, no, last week was prepared. Yeah. Last week was... Oh, we've changed. We've changed. Yeah, we've changed, right. We're actually organised. We actually know what we're doing. What's going on here? I don't we're like in, it. Um, but no, look, thank you ever so much for your continued support. Extended interview with Matt Edgar dropping tomorrow. Plenty of clips off the back of that because we cover many, many subjects. Quite a big one in there as well, which will be interesting when it drops. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Super Series returns tomorrow, 9.30 in the morning. Uh, Fallout Bar returns around 10.30, 10.45, depending on where they all play in Manchester this week. Don't know who's on yet. Um, we haven't sorted that one out, but we will have a Fallout Bar. Um, but I mean, Phil Bars, Lee Boyce, Dan Simpson, and if he's in the... He's st- oh, he's not back in his room yet, look. Well, <laughs> they're still tucking and tinkering. Yeah, he's still still not recovered, is he? Bless him. Um, but no, look, we have been on our darts. We have been the live lounge. It's us signing out for another week. Thank you very much for your continued support, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.